and welcome to another podcast of Storytime Pitches. I'm your... That's right. It's been a while. It has been a while. Uh, I'm your host, Kurt, and I'm here with I'm Josh. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's been quite a while. So, so long that we don't even know how to talk anymore, <laughs> I know. apparently. It's been a little bit. Hey, you know, people get, you know, a lot of stuff going on in their lives and... Uh, you know, you just kind of get sidetracked a little bit, but, you know. That's true. It's been a lot. Well, anyways, uh, we wanted to do at least something, and we wanted to possibly do something a little different than our normal. And I was going to ask Josh about doing some what ifs and running through some like scenarios if you could take over a franchise or take over doing a new movie or an existing movie and what you would do with it okay what about like tv shows or a tv show that that's also in there okay um all right that sounds pretty cool it's definitely different you know change it up a little bit it's, it's been a while you know we're still in season two though so it's like We've only done two episodes for season two, so there's going to be more. This is just going to be like a kind of a little fun thing, I guess. Yeah. So, Josh, if you could take over okay. a movie or a TV show or just a franchise in general and go with what, like, what would you do? Hmm. Like, like one that's still on now or just like in general, like even if it was like a show that ended kind of bad or something. Yeah, I mean, even if, yeah, like, it now, present, I mean, it okay. could be coming out, and you just already assume that it's going to be horrible. <laughs> okay, well, I assume we're, we'll do a couple, or a bunch of different examples, I guess, but the first one I have to go with, I know you haven't, like, seen a lot, a lot of it, but Supernatural. Supernatural. Like, the TV show Supernatural. So, um, of course, I guess this is going to be a major spoiler alert. Like pretty much if you hear us say a name of a show or a movie you haven't seen and you don't want to know any spoilers, you know, fast forward a little bit. But um, Supernatural would probably be my first one because it's such a good show. It's such a good premise. Like, I don't know if you know, but like um, when Eric Kripke, he's the same guy who does like the boys and everything. Um, he pitched this idea to warner brothers and to I, I, yeah i guess it was a, the wb at the time it wasn't quite the cw but he wanted to do like an x-files type show where he was going around or like there was a guy going around and he was just randomly like reporting on supernatural activities and then they kind of said no like we want like this and this and he was mad about it went home had like a dream about it or something like that or thought about it all night and came up with the brothers and them going around looking for their dad and fighting monsters along the way. So pretty cool premise right off the bat. And they did an awesome job. I thought, you know, for old school TV shows where they were 23 episodes a season, which is just ridiculous. Um, they nailed it pretty good. There wasn't too many filler episodes and things like that. But long story short, what I think I would do differently is, you know, usually every episode was a monster of the week. And then they'd have like a long overarching story for each season. And at the end of season five, um, spoiler alert, um, Lucifer comes into the picture and he basically needs Sam's body because he's like the only vessel that actually works for him to like come back to the earth and, and take everything over. But of course, in Supernatural world, like the host has to agree to let an angel use their vessel, their body. And um, of course he does. And it ends up being like this amazing, huge fight. It's like super emotional at the end of it. It's probably one of the only TV shows that I've seen that actually kind of made me tear up, which is crazy. Cause I, I thought that show was so stupid when I first saw like previews for it and stuff. But um, I, I guess I would have changed kind of where it went from there because they lost the showrunner. Eric Kripke left the show after season five. And then it just seemed to me like they could never get it back on track. Like it was good. It was funny. There was great episodes, but it was so much filler. It was like, you literally like prevented the apocalypse, fought Lucifer and defeated him. It's like, what do you do after that in a supernatural world? You know, like it's, 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 it's hard, I guess, you know, but I think what would have been kind of interesting is 
like earlier in the show, I, I can't remember if it was like season one or season two in there, but the the way that they could travel around, you know, the US and fight all these monsters and stay in these motels and fill up their car with gas and stuff is they committed like fraud. Like they, you know, signed up for credit cards and things like that. And they, they ended up getting on the FBI's radar because of that. And I was like, that's such a real world situation to be in for such a like sci-fi horror show, you know? And um, they end up like actually getting in run-ins with the FBI and they're like after them and they know who they are and they know that where they've been going. So, so it's even more than the, the fraud and all that. It's like, that's what started on the radar, mm. but now they know where they've been because they've seen where those cards have been ran and then bodies are piling up and stuff. Like they're not necessarily like killing innocent people or anything. It's just, they're killing monsters and, you know, of course, you, you kill a werewolf and it turns back into a human or something like that. So, it, like, it looks pretty questionable. Right. But what I thought would always be kind of cool is, like, maybe, yeah, they defeated Lucifer. But in doing so, it, like, unlocked the gates of hell, which happens in the show. But they just did it in such a bad way. I think what I would have done differently for my what if is I would have made it so after all those years of like the government hunting down Sam and Dean that once all these monsters come out, they have nowhere to go except to the guys they've been hunting for years to be like, look, like now we understand like what you guys have been doing. Like you guys are our only hope. Like you have to save the world from all this, you know, and give them the, the means to actually fight, off these demons and all these monsters and everything in a way that is like cool. Like, like they could have like built like a whole team around it have more of like an ensemble cast right? and they could have shortened up the seasons. I definitely would have done that. I think supernatural is awesome. The last season was really good. I think it was like only like 15 episodes or something like that, but I would have went like 10 to 12 personally. Um, but I, I think that would have been completely awesome and it would have turned the whole show in a different direction rather than just coming up with random villains to fight for the next 10 seasons. It lasted 15 seasons. Right. And after season five, it never really got back on track. So I, I think that's kind of like what I would have done differently. And I guess the the big ending would have been that Lucifer comes back. He gets out of the cage. And, you know, of course, like by them sending all these demons and stuff back to hell, they're all pissed off. So they find every possible way to get him out. And then have like one big last battle where the apocalypse actually did happen. And, you know, they really couldn't do anything about it besides, you know, go out together. And, and I, I don't know how I would have ended it, but I think I would have just had it be like way more climactic than what it was. And of course, it ended during like the COVID stuff. So they had like a big series finale planned and a lot of it got ruined because... You know, they couldn't get a lot of the cast there, a lot of returning people and stuff. So they really ended it kind of just soft with just the brothers, which I think is fine. Like, I, I, I did like the ending. I'm not saying anything like that. Like, I, it's, it's definitely one of my favorite shows. I just, I think it could have been way up there as far as some of the best shows ever. Right. But I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know if, if they stuck the landing or not, but I think that it was, it left a lot to be desired. So I feel like, uh, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it in a lot of movies, but, like, a lot of these, like, older franchises and stuff, I feel personally, like, they get to a point where they run themselves to uh, basically, like, the point where they don't know how to end it correctly, and they don't give the characters the due. And I feel like... Yeah, if if the government actually had to come to them at the very end of that uh, season, and they basically like had to just say like, "Okay, like we're really sorry. Like we didn't know that you guys were doing this, and we're gonna help you out." Like that kind of stuff, and. Yeah, I think like that kind of goes with it, you know. Like I always find that stuff to be a problem, you know. And like Star Wars with, uh, you know, with with Han <laughs> so- like Han Solo like <laughs> dying, that was a horrible yeah. death for Han Solo. Like they oh, yeah. they should like they brought him back just for that. Yeah, they should have just given him like the the heroic ending and 
you know, let him go out in a, you know, a blaze in battle, and then, you know, Chewbacca steps well, even in. even Luke's stuff was questionable. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's not a fitting end for that character. And so, like, yeah. I feel like they do a lot of stuff correctly, but they just get so wound up with other things that they forget that, like, we as the consumers put a lot of our time and effort into thinking about these characters and wanting them to be as real as possible. And when you don't solidify, like, how that they're going to go out, like, you can really make a lot of waves with your fans. And, you know, as you said, like, yeah, it wasn't a great ending, but, you know, like, how, like, how long did they actually, like, put in the effort into thinking about the ending and yeah and and, and you're right because i think with like the reboot stuff and the and the re sequel requels everything that's going on it's it's the same thing because i wouldn't doubt that the guys who made supernatural they were probably done at season five that's probably all they came up with that was the end of it but it was such a popular show that warner brothers came in like hey we need more seasons and they're like what like that was it and they're like, no, like, it's our most popular show. We need more. Like, if you're not going to do it, we'll hire somebody else to do it because we own the rights, you know, and it probably happens. And that's when they start running stuff into the ground. You know, it's like they, like you said, Star Wars, they move Star Wars over to Disney. And I don't think Disney's done a bad job, but I do feel like they are kind of just, uh, well, James Gunn kind of said it pretty good about uh, DC when he took over, but they were just handing out movies to random writers and stuff to say, hey you do this one you do this one like let's get some content for disney plus or whatever right. and it ended up just being a convoluted mess you know and although force awakens i thought was a great movie I, you're right i didn't like the way they did han solo i think using it as a plot point to move kylo ren's story further could have made more sense if the second movie they did wasn't that movie like, I think The Last Jedi, like, almost undid everything that was cool about The Force Awakens, and it never really had a chance to, I guess, make all that worth it, you know? Because I guess that's kind of a thing, too, is, like, when it happens, you're like, oh, really? They they did them like that? But it's like, if they made it worth it later on, where something was epic, and you're like, oh, my God, like, Kylo Ren is the most, like, worst person in all of Star Wars, but... He wouldn't have been this person if that wouldn't happened, but they didn't do that at all. Like they just, it was like, none of it mattered in the second movie. He's all conflicted and stuff. And then the third movie is just like, he's barely even in it. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like by the second movie, they, they had to like write a movie around the reaction of like, Oh shoot. He just killed his dad. Like, how is he going to react to that? Like, you know, it, it's like yeah. playing the telephone game, but like with millions and millions of dollars. <laughs> Yeah, like, I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, I guess... What's yours? Well, okay, if, if you could do a what if, is the Star Wars one of them, or...? Oh, what ifs? Oh, shoot. Um, yeah, yeah, what's what's your what if? I don't want to get too off-tangent. Like, we could go on about Star Wars all day, but <laughs> I'm literally wearing a Star Wars hoodie right now, so... All right, it, so I'll, I'll go with, if I could take over from here, okay? Um, okay. One of my favorite films is Christine, John Carpenter's Christine. Uh, I know, in a general sense, not a lot of people love that movie, or they just don't think that it's like what they would consider scary. But yeah, I really find it to be just like it, it fascinated me when I was a little kid. So that. You know, I grew up around a lot of cars, cars business, that kind of stuff. So if I could take over and go with what we already have, I would reboot Maximum Overdrive. Okay. Now, obviously, it's another uh, Stephen King book that was made into a movie, um, which I don't know the reason why they didn't give it to John Carpenter to begin with. Um, I can't remember which came first, like Christine or... I think Christine came first. Yeah. Because I think Maximum Overdrive was like 90s and Christine was 80s. Yeah. Because it had like Emilio Estevez and stuff in it. 
But, yeah, so, I mean, like, he's already done one car movie for you, which was obviously better than Maximum Overdrive, so I don't know the reason why they wouldn't have given it to him. But let's just live in the same world as Maximum Overdrive, and I would basically, like, have some, like, you know, like, we're going to do it, like, in the 90s. So some kid's going to go to a junkyard. He's looking for parts for his, like, Honda Civic or something like that. I don't know. But anyways, he comes across, like, the the block of Christine. And we already know at the end of the movie, you see the the metal is still alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's still moving. Oh, yeah. And so he's just, like, looking at it, but... You know, you're going to obviously have to, like, go to the other side of it. But he basically takes um, the grill piece, the emblem, off of that car. And he just picks it up as, like, a random thing. He just thinks it's cool. You know, and then, like, you can kind of show, like, maybe Christine, like, um, rearranged it back to where it looked correctly enough to where somebody could eye it. And want to take it off of that block, but yeah. by and if you made it all like '90s style, you could have like that little light gleam off of it, like bing. yeah, it's like oh, it catches his eye. Yeah. So as soon as he would take that, he's gonna take it and um, you know put it in his pocket. But by doing that, he's transferring her soul to whatever he's gonna you know do with that. So okay. Anyways. He he thinks it's cool. He puts it in his car, just kind of as like a whatever thing. But now Christine's soul has been transferred, and so like, I think because Christine's so possessive, she's gonna try to you know basically get back to her car. So she's gonna start car swapping throughout the whole movie. Mm. Okay, that's how you sequel right there. Right, and so. I mean, like, this kid's obviously a car kid, so he's going to a lot of car meets, that kind of stuff. So it's car swapping at that point. And it's killing along the way. Like, it's getting into accidents because it's driving people off the road to, like, find a different car or, you know, that kind of stuff. But eventually it works itself back to uh, the original car. You know, it's not the same car, but it's a similar car to the original and then yeah, like maybe a couple years updated or something yeah and then we get into like where the maximum overdrive comes from is like it's along the same premise you have souls inside of trucks and stuff like that so she starts with her possessiveness and stuff the power that she has transferred out now these trucks are coming alive and taking her where she needs to go. So she's kind of like Queen Bee here. And all these trucks mm-hmm. and all these other things are now gathering around her. And we basically do a reboot of Maximum Overdrive. But on a larger scale. With Christine being the head front. You know, the queen. You know, giving all the shots to all these trucks. What if you kind of did it like Child's Play 2 style? So at the end, he was all burnt and nasty and stuff. And then in Child's Play 2, they go back to the factory where he kind of gets put back together all nice. So what if it was kind of like that? And then like the guy who owns the junkyard or whatever, like lost his business to like, you know, whatever. And they came in to like scrap all his stuff and they just like put all the parts everywhere. So like little parts of her were like recycled into like, semi trucks and motorcycles and all these different things like that so then maybe that's a good idea like the movie follows this kid at first and then you realize like maybe the movie starts like that when the junkyard gets like taken over and then just shows that everything's gonna be used for scraps and then maybe this kid is like the guy's dad or the like this kid's dad is like the the head guy that's going in to clear up this junkyard or something maybe he sees it you know, mm. and then picks it up or whatever. But, you know, in doing so, like, he has, like, her heart, basically. And then all the other parts that get shipped around to, like, other places and other, like, manu- car manufacturers and things like that. 
like towards the end of the movie, she could like kind of pull it all together where they all come to like that one town or something like that. Right. Yeah. And, and, um, I mean, just in my head, I mean, like the first time that I thought about, um, you know, like maximum overdrive and stuff like obviously Christine's come to mind and, you know, I've watched those movies, but like, I always thought it would have been so cool to see Christine in the back of that toy truck. And, you know, just at the very end, like you just hear like the, the sound of her like revving up in the back of that truck. And then just, you slowly see like the, um, the gate of the truck, you know, come down slowly and she just, and then just drives (laughs) out and then like drives around the truck and then just dude, that'd be awesome. I mean, I feel like it would be the the greatest mashup of two movies, and because they're not well loved, I mean, like if I mean, if you're like me, you you love the original, which I'm trying to give credit to the original because I do like it. Um, but that would be a great avenue to mash two together to make a new movie that I think other people yeah, would enjoy. Christinaverse. <laughs> right. Christinaverse. <laughs> but yeah, like, I don't know that to me, I think that's, that's what I would do. I mean, like, I think that would just be an amazing movie to go and watch and like, especially Dude, that for new sounds kids. Awesome. So I, I could imagine that whole ending. Like you said, like, they fight like this huge climactic battle in the middle of the town and like they have the semi because the semis in in um maximum overdrive like the one with the, the green goblin on the front and all that mm-hmm. like they're there and they have like you know the the beds on the back like the huge trailer beds and all that but you don't ever see that so it'd be kind of cool if they think they won they like destroyed them all that like the semi tips over and it's all like cr- crushed up and messed up and then yeah like the the gate comes down and then you hear the car revving and the trucks all like sideways on the ground and stuff. And then you see like the lights turn on in it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Does that carpenter like, you know, (laughs) yeah, you got to have that crazy like soundtrack and all those weird sound effects that he uses. Yeah. That's a good idea. I would totally watch that movie. You know, and uh, I still think they could do that. They could do that now. Just remake Christine, like, like pretty spot on to the original, just kind of, give it a little bit of a, a modern update as far as the graphics and the, and the violence and everything goes, you know, but yeah, like have it take place in the nineties. Cause it's a different thing, you know, and like towns, towns were smaller then. like you could have something like that happen and it wouldn't get out very far. So right. like, well, and, there's a lot to do with that. And also, I mean, like, I think just with the fact that it's, it's an older car and you know, you can really like push the avenue towards like you know going our time i mean like if you were to do a couple movies with this like she at that point is a virus that whatever car she gets into or touches um is now a part of her army so like yeah. i mean if you really think about it like how like i mean yeah, technology gets introduced. Yeah. Right. And so, like, now these Teslas and stuff and what you can do with these Teslas, like, how far could you go with Christine? And Yeah, you could. that could be the third one, you know? Yeah. Christine 2023. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be nuts. I mean, just... Maybe they do such a good job of destroying her in the second one that it takes her 20 years to pop back up, you know? Yeah, and, and I mean, like, really, what, Christine, the... the it was just a vessel, but like the vessel came from, you know, somebody loving that car. So obviously she's going to run towards a car that somebody has love for, or like some deep love for. And yeah. that's what gives her that power. And so like most of the cars that you're going to see in that movie or most of the trucks, those are going to be things that like people put a lot of time and effort into. Um, they really love those cars, that kind of stuff. And so, I think it gives that, like, um, obviously callback to the original because that's the original premise of the whole movie. Yeah. But um, I just think it would be cool to, like, bring forward a whole bunch of other iconic, you know, cars in one movie because you're going to catch yeah. a lot of people with that kind of stuff. So yeah, the only thing is, like, 
Like, I don't think you should ever explain it. Like, that, that's, that's why those movies are awesome and, and, and people still talk about them today. Like, don't explain why it's Possessor, why it's happening. It's just, it's a story about it actually happening, not why it's happening, so. Right. Well, and I mean, like, and also, I mean, you know, because I've grown up around cars and, you know, a lot of car people and stuff, and, like, you don't really, at least nowadays, I haven't seen a lot of the love that you got from like back in the 50s i mean car mechanics and guys that sat around and like tweaked their cars and we have that now somewhat but like i just don't see the love as much as it as it was like as present as it was in the 50s and so like maybe possibly like christine's only pulling like classic cars and so maybe it'd be like classic cars versus like newer cars at that point, like she's destroying newer cars with all these like older like cars from like the fifties and the forties and you know like maybe yeah, those are just made differently back then too right like you know like you just think about like Cadillacs I mean like how cool to see you know just like a Cadillac of you know like all these different models or even a Corvette just yeah like tearing up like you know some people on the road i mean take that bumblebee (laughs) (laughs) actually that would be awesome just have bumblebee riding down the road and just it flips it just like crazy just lays it out yeah (laughs) just pulls up next to it like when the lights are all going yeah and you just runs it off the road yep that would be awesome and as I said, I think the sky's the limit on that one. I mean, there's so many avenues yeah. to go from there, but that's what I would do. I like that. <laughs> I like that one. But all right, so I, I got one, and I think you'll probably want to get in on this one too. All right. Jurassic Park. Oh shit. I I would I would just everything after the second movie just wipe it off the board because I think. I think the premise of the second one was interesting. It was poorly executed. It was not a great movie. But the the end, when the T-Rex actually, like, they strap it to the carrier and then they bring it, like, you know, stateside and it gets out and, like, the little girl sees it by the pool and everything, like, I thought that the third movie was going to be, oh, finally, like, dinosaurs in the city and all this stuff. And it, it just, it never happened. Right. Ever. And, like, I just don't understand why they didn't do that. Like, like, if that had to be the second movie, the third one should have at least went there. But, no, like, it was like, oh, we went to another island that dinosaurs were created on. It's like, well, how many freaking islands are there? You know? And then Jurassic World, I will say I did like the first one. Right. And then after that, it, it did the same thing. Like, it just got so off track. I, I started the third one. I got about 30 minutes in it, and I still have not finished it. Like, and I, I, I watch, I usually watch every movie, like, and try to figure out why this is happening. Why did they do it this way? That one, I just, I, I guess I have intentions to do it eventually and finish watching it, but I just, I just haven't. Is that the one where they go to the, the new, like, laboratory? Or is that, yeah, is that the newest, back, the like, newest one? Like, Alan Grant and all that, yeah. Yeah, okay. And Jeff Goldblum and stuff, like, I, I just, I think, okay, so I, I saw something that originally um, the original concept for The Lost World was supposed to be like a war movie. Like it was supposed to be half human, half dinosaur soldiers that were like sent overseas to go fight and stuff. And that was supposed to be the premise. And I guess like Universal was like, no, that's way too wild and everything. But I guess that's actually what Steven Spielberg actually came up with. But I think that's why he kind of stepped back and was a producer on the other movies rather than writer director. But um, I I think I, I don't think that that would have been a good movie either. I mean that sounds pretty rough. But I think Dinosaurs in the City would have been awesome. I think that you know maybe the second movie should have been more along the lines of what Jurassic World was. Like oh now it works. It's open. It, it, we fixed it. Everything's great. You know that should have been Jurassic Park too. So it should have been like Jurassic Park. Jurassic World, and then the third movie should have been Dinosaurs in the City. And I think that that would have been awesome to, like, actually show, um, 
you know, the way the second movie started when the island was being destroyed and they were like, oh, we got to go save them and stuff. We can't just let them all die. That makes sense, right? Animal activists and everything, they're all about that, whatever. Mm. So that that's how the movie starts. But in doing so, they allowed all the dinosaurs to come everywhere else, like around the whole world. And I, I get that that does happen in the new movies. I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm just saying I think they try to keep it too much about the characters. It's like, no, like freaking like Godzilla versus Kong. Like, it's like, no, we wanted a big kaiju battle. We don't want to see what, you know, Eleven and, and all these little characters are doing around here. Like we want to see monsters fight. Right. So I think it would have been this, they should have done the same thing. And once all the dinosaurs start coming over the city, have kind of like the first planet of the, of the apes movie where it's like a huge, like war, like how are we going to, maintain our place in you know the the food chain and have that be the third movie you know and then the fourth movie i think i would have went like full apocalypse on it like flash forward like 25 30 years in the future like all the cities are run over with like weeds and ginormous trees and stuff and it looks like prehistoric you know style and these humans like it's almost like the last of us like there's only a couple of them that are still alive and they're just small sects that are like trying to figure out how are we going to survive when like these predators have taken over the world? Like, like what is the next step of that? I mean, I don't even know what I would do from there, but I think just that right there already sounds like a way better premise than anything that they did after the first movie. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Um, man. I don't know. Okay. So, <laughs> When I think about Jurassic Park, it it's the formula. They they had if had they gotten away from their formula, I think they would have done a really good movie. And the formula is always somebody's already making dinosaurs somewhere else. I I get it. Like I get that that's like one of the biggest premises, but like man, did they just run with it and they could never get away with it. But I, I Man, I, with the last movie, what I didn't think that they, I, what I honestly thought that they should have done is, I think they should have stepped away from the dinosaurs personally, because yeah. you think about this. I yes, I do love the dinosaurs and everything like that, but we've had how many movies since that point of yeah. seeing dinosaurs, but. A lot of people don't ever think about the insects that come, that came out of that, that period. And you have some yeah. massive insects, and I think they kind of vaguely, you know, dabbled with it with like the locusts eating up all the, you know, grains and stuff yeah. like that. Which that to me, I thought was the only cool part of that uh, entire movie. Like it kind of seemed like the, like the thought process was cooler than the actual movie. <laughs> yeah, like, like I, I just thought like the dinosaurs were all like uh, secondary to, like secondary thought. Like I thought somebody like had a really good idea with the insects, and then like they're just like, oh well, how do we inject dinosaurs into this? And <laughs> I was just like, man, like you know, I I agree. I would have loved to have seen an entire movie about dinosaurs being in our world but with just the like how that they, they did it and how they um, plan those movies oh shoot so I I just think, like, uh, just because we had so many um, so many movies before that, that that time for the dinosaurs to be in our world and that kind of stuff kind of, like, passed already. Like, the <laughs> there was already a portal for that. Like, unless they reboot the entire series from the beginning, which they could have done with... Jurassic World, but um, obviously they're playing with the last three movies are still canon to it. 
So yeah, I forgot that. But though. yeah, I, I just think like the insects the would have been an easier route to go. <laughs> um because they can get on ships Sorry. when they're small, right. but they're going to grow massive once they're over here. And, you know, we're already, yeah, or, yeah, like, I mean, but think about, like, a centipede the size of, like, I mean, eight eight people, you know, laying down. Like, that is a horrifying creature in itself i mean like yes i think a t-rex is scary but like holy shit that they can get in your house (laughs) and eat you and your entire family within just seconds so like people listening to this like you need to go make a fan edit and merge the end of lost world with like skull island and I don't even know what other movies. And then 65, you know, that could be like the post-apocalyptic one. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I really hope that whatever they do next with Jurassic Park, because I don't think it's going to go away. Obviously, it's it's kind of a cash yeah. cow. It's like Star Wars. Yeah, wait, till, wait another 10 years and we'll have a new trilogy. Right. I, I just... I hope that whoever does it next puts a little thought more into it than just dinosaurs because uh, there's so many other uh, creatures. Yeah. You know, insects, uh, birds. I mean, there were birds, uh, I believe an eagle. Yeah, like an eagle was the size of like a car. Like, I mean, these things were massive things. And so I think there's a lot of play with it but like because we know so much more about dinosaurs nowadays um we can actually like do some cool stuff with that too i mean not just a t-rex and you know that all that so (laughs) but i still think that doing dinosaurs a part of the military it would have been a cool idea it just would have been a kind of a chaotic uh, it I mean, wouldn't fit with the first movie, I don't think. No, definitely, like definitely not. I mean, but if you were gonna run from like Jurassic World time, you could have done like a Turok movie. Yeah, yeah, you know, just where they're not particularly um, able to be wrangled. But I mean, you could use a smaller dinosaur to like go in and attack somebody because they're really fast. And no, yeah. if if you had the power to like put that show on, then doing that would have been amazing. And yeah, it just would have been. That's what they said. the The script was going to be like, and they had like shot callers that kind of called them back, mm-hmm. and then they malfunctioned, of course, and they get pissed off. Like, yeah, because I mean, they're they're obviously smart, and so like, you know, they get away from them and stuff, and then it becomes kind of like a a reverse. Uh, a reverse bad guy so like you sent him out (laughs) with good intentions but now like you're having to go in and deal with these uh monsters that you just unleashed and then yeah again it would have been better like that would have been good but you would almost have to name it something else you know well i mean but they always do like side movies to um you know everything nowadays but i think that would have been a really cool side movie like very horror um i think generated universe yeah it could even been like a like a small like military test group almost that nobody really knew about like off the books kind of thing and that's why it has nothing to do with the other movies you know and maybe they do kill them all and get them all taken care of and contained by the end of the movie but you know, just it's such a little small story and a thing that happens and gets contained that it could take place in the Jurassic Park universe and completely get away with it. Right. So, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's just Jurassic Park just needs to have start having side movies, like, you know, to kind of flush <laughs> yeah. it out. <laughs> you know, maybe... A Jurassic Park story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, they're doing it with Star Wars. Why can't they do it with Jurassic Park? So, uh, what else you got? Um, let's see, let's see. I got a big one if you don't got one. All right, all right, you go for it. Halo, the Halo TV show. 
All of it. Scrap the entire thing. It is so bad. Like, I don't care anybody. If, if there's anybody that even likes that show, I'm sorry. I, I mean, no disrespect, but it was horrible. You know, and that's coming from being like a massive fan of the games. Don't get me wrong. But even with that being said, I, I think the same thing what we just said with Jurassic Park. That story that they did for the show, if it would have been a completely different show, different character names, the, the show was named something different. It was just a completely original show about what they did. It would have been actually pretty cool. But the right. fact that it was a Halo show, it was like literally whoever was involved with this Paramount Plus or whatever, it was like they they either have never played Halo or just didn't care or or something. Like it it was mind blowing to think that they thought any of that was good. That was a good idea. Like I don't know if they needed to put it in front of a test audience or if they did or something, but like you're telling me that there's probably like a thousand people that have probably worked on that show during the first season. And not one of them walked up to them and was like, hey, you guys know this is really bad, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I, I think I would have just made it more along the lines of, of the game. Like, and I, I get it, changing the story, getting, you know, some different points of view and kind of surprising people who, who do know the story of the game and all that. But, like, I, I do have a whole, like, thing of what I would have done differently. But I just think it's safe to say that everything they did was bad. <laughs> so... All right, so I'll get like okay. I haven't watched the show except for the like first like couple episodes, and mm-hmm. I only played the games up until like about the third one. But which is the best one? R- run me like like tell me if this is a good idea or not. How about the people that make the cutscenes for the games? Just use the technology we have. To make cutscenes in games, to make a movie, yeah. And I think if you just went through and you just cutscene the entire uh, from start to finish, and just made that into a TV show with just the power of the cutscenes that you can make in a game, and just make that into a movie or a TV series, I think possibly you might have like a winner on your hands because you're dealing with the developers that made the game and the people that are making the game and you can accurately depict those characters correctly because you're using the same software and you're not trying to inject humans that are not in a video game into it yeah. you know just like random characters like oh, let's just make some new characters that nobody cares about even though there's freaking seven games eight i think there's actually nine games if you include halo wars one and two so yeah like it's like oh it's mind-boggling dude but you're spot on because it i i don't I, I just i wish the last of us would have came out before halo because the last of us used the same guy who wrote the game to write the show and it's one of the most popular shows in the world right now. And it's like, there's a reason that everyone's talking about that and they're not talking about Halo. So like, I, I just don't understand. Like, I get it. You know, those writers might not have come, wanted to come back or something, but you couldn't at least like hire somebody that was around or, or just had a good idea about the game in the first place. Like, right. Well, and I also, I mean, like, you know, I think the other big thing that I see a lot too is with movies that we all love and have loved since we were kids, these are pet projects and these are beloved projects by people. Not just, oh, hey, I'm going to bid on a franchise and get the rights to write that movie. It's not a pet project at that point. It's just your job to yeah write a yeah. script it, it's a title right like, oh, we own the word halo so we're gonna make this right and i, I think that's what kind of shows a lot with um uh, you know like you look at like older horror films stuff like that like the ones that we are infatuated with it's because it's all pet projects 
and it's people that put their heart and soul into those you know movies and that's what developers are they they don't just work on the game just to make a game it's like these kids have thought about this and people have backed them on their ideas and you know that kind of stuff and so that i think is a lot of the reasons why a lot of these um TV shows go so sporadic is because there's too many people that work on them and too many cooks in the kitchen. Right. That's perfect. Like, but yeah, <laughs> uh, it's just, but that, I think that's where it faults. And I, you know, with the halo series, like, I mean, you don't have to be a halo fan to kind of like see that. Like this is yeah, a video like this, game. This game has been popular for over 20 years and is still relevant and still selling out stores to this day. Mm-hmm. Why would you change anything? Like, obviously, it's already a success. So so you think it's a good idea to do exactly the opposite? I just don't understand the logic. Yeah, like, why, why do you need more? I mean, like, don't put more in it. Like, it didn't need more to sell out millions of copies. So give us some twists and different ways to, to have events play out, you know, maybe switch the order of how things happen, you know, like I just don't understand it. I I think the first episode should have been the fall of reach. I I really do. I think if, if all that stuff with master chief, like questioning Halsey and all that stuff would have happened in the first episode when he was away on a mission and then the covenant came down and just destroyed this planet and Halsey was missing, we didn't know if she lived or died or whatever, then Chief would have to, like, live with that conflict. Like, I knew what Halsey was up to, and now I I have to live with that. I I couldn't tell anybody. Now I'm just floating around the galaxy by myself trying to find what's left of humanity. Like, that should have been what the show is about. Like, and I could go on and for a whole other podcast about where it could go from there, but I think at least the first episode literally could have just nailed it. Like, I think it should have, like, because the first episode was so underwhelming. And it's like, when it was over, you're just like, okay, well, like, I guess I'll watch one more to see if it gets better. Like, that's not a good way to start a show, you know? Right. But, I mean, yeah, well, you probably know a lot more. I mean, obviously, you know a lot more about Halo than I do. But I, I think you're kind of correct. It's just, it just kind of fell flat and I didn't really care to watch anymore after after a couple <laughs> episodes so just yeah. uh wasn't my uh wasn't my thing I I liked my memories from when I was a little kid and you know they did that on an Xbox with graphics and yet it still uh made me love that game all the way through my you know adult you know life yeah. So. And it's a great story too. Like it's not even just the gameplay. Like it, it's good. It's intriguing. There's lots of depth and thought put into it, and it's just all of that went out the window when the show came out. Yep. So, all right, we got time for one more. What, what's going to be the last one? What's right. the last what if you had control of something? What if? What if? Um, let's go with. Star Wars. Okay. Let's, let's right, just we'll, we'll, we'll circle back to that. <laughs> I mean, all right. So, where did they go wrong? <laughs> let's not like bash them too harshly on the newer movies, but like, okay, let's run with the scenarios. Let's just say for this scenario, the newer movies did not happen. So you're only working okay. with the first three, the originals originals and then episode one two and three right where would you go like what would you do all right so i've seen a lot of theories about where george lucas wanted to go after the first movie but it had such negative reviews and everything that he was kind of forced by fox to change the way he did the second and third movie so what i would have done differently is i would have just went with what those conspiracies are. And if you know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the Jar Jar Binks stuff. Oh, so Lord. <laughs> there, there's a huge conspiracy about how Jar Jar Binks was actually like the master Sith. 
and he was playing this bumbling idiot that just had the best luck in the world and just worked his way into, you know, their little group and ended up everything doing it on purpose because he was the master orchestrator, you know, that was bringing all this together to turn Anakin into Darth Vader, basically, you know? Right. And, and of course, like, allow the Emperor to come to power, too. So, you know, like, the thing is, is they even said it in the first movie at the very end when they killed uh, Darth Maul. And he's like, oh, like, always a second apprentice there is or something. Or, or said the Sith, there's always always a second there is. And they never really explained who it was. And then all of a sudden, like, Dooku's a character and stuff, and they bring him in, and he's kind of underwhelming in the second one. It's like, if you watch the Clone Wars TV show, like, it, it's solid. Like, Dooku's awesome. Grievous is awesome. They're, like, fleshed out, like, way better. And then when you watch them in the movies, it's just like they're just some random bad guy, and they're only in there for a little bit, and they die, like, halfway through the movie or whatever. It's, like, pretty unimportant. And, of course, they talk a lot about him and stuff. Like, it's this huge epic thing, but when it actually comes down to it, what you're seeing on the screen is pretty underwhelming as far as those characters go. So I think I would have just, if I was George Lucas, I would have just stuck to my guns and and done it that way. Like, have a Darth 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 Binks, you know, where it was <laughs> <Darth> like... Binks. <laughs> but I think that would be, like, crazy is, like, everybody hates this character. Well, now you're going to hate him even more. Like, we're, we're going to make him full, like, Joffrey from Game of Thrones style where, like... And I, I don't know, like, I, I think that, again, the studio came in, too many cooks in the kitchen, and kind of forced his hand into going in a different direction. And I, I, I do, I love Attack Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. I, I'm I'm a prequel nerd, I actually really like them. But I, I think, like yeah, I think if, if it were to be done differently, I would have really liked to see that route, you know? And, and there's other videos, too, about... If you look on YouTube, you can just look up Jar Jar Binks conspiracy videos. And there's so many weird stuff, so much weird stuff that's in those movies that he says to like Anakin and stuff. Like he's talking about Padme and he says she's hot. Like Mm. who in the Star Wars universe says somebody's hot? Yeah, nobody. Like that's what I'm saying. There's weird stuff like that that George Lucas put in that movie. And there's another spot where um, Anakin first meets Padme, right? And he's talking to her in Watto's shop. And then they show Jar Jar Binks like in the doorway. Like why doesn't he enter the shop? It's it's just a weird situation to begin with. He's standing in the doorway like looking outside at the people walking by. And they show a shot where she's talking to Anakin. And when she's talking, it's blurry because it's out of focus. But if you look in the background, his mouth is moving at the same time as hers. Like he's almost forcing her to say those things. Hmm. So if you watch, there's some weird stuff like that George Lucas put in there. And it's like, that's freaking George Lucas's baby. Like he didn't not put anything in there and not know it. Right. You know, like there's weird, weird cuts where like Jar Jar's on one side and all of a sudden he flips to another side. And it's like, what? Like, like if you really pay attention to the continuity, it doesn't make any sense. But it's like, that's George Lucas. Like the first three Star Wars are awesome. Like he wouldn't just completely botch it on this, you know? Right. And a lot of people think he did. So I don't know. Maybe if he would have been able to stick to his guns, it, it would have pay, played out in a completely different way. And Star Wars would be a whole different thing than we understand it today. So, okay. So I think also possibly it would have been a really good idea too. And all right, if you think about it, Anakin growing up in the, those movies, okay, as a kid... The first movie you're going to do is obviously something that's lighthearted because you want a kid's audience to get attached to that franchise. And Anakin's a kid. Right. And I think Jar Jar Binks being that, like, funny, you know, weird character that's, like, there. Comic relief. And then falls. Okay. I think that, yeah, like, I think... uh, Honestly, it would have been a really good idea to kind of like make him that character where you kind of just think that he goes away. And then yet, like, that's what he's wanted, like, from the beginning. Like, he's planned the whole thing out from that. Yeah. And then, like, come in at the very end and just be, like, this tyrant of a person. 
and this is somebody that you trusted, that was close to you, that knew you when you were a kid. And so you're fighting with somebody that's like your best friend. And it's kind of like the fox and the hound thing. Like, you know, Todd goes away for an entire summer and then comes back and then finds out his best friend is like a full-blown, like, killer. And so it'd be exactly that. It's just what a betrayal that would have been on, you know, on camera to, like, think that your friend is your friend and then you've come to find out, like, this is a Sith Lord that has like no mercy for anybody at that point. And you're conflicted, obviously like on that deep side of it is just, holy crap. Like, you know, I did not expect my best friend to become this. And yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think it would have been a pretty damn good, uh, you know, character to do that with. Yeah. There's even more stuff that goes even deeper than that. Like, I, th- I think I remember showing you a video where there's a conspiracy that Obi-Wan and Padme were actually together. And it was like exactly that. Like, Anakin's a little kid. Why would she want to be with a little kid when Obi-Wan's looking pretty good over there? You know, older dude. Like, but mm-hmm. there's a whole video. There's actually probably a couple of videos. But there's one in particular that's pretty awesome on YouTube where they actually show all these, like, weird little things that, like, kind of hint that. Maybe Obi-Wan's the baby's daddy, you know, Luke and Leia's dad. That would have been nuts. I, I think it's in there. Like, I think the video is called, like, something like, did George Lucas actually create a masterpiece or something like that? And it goes into, like, a lot of detail where, like, Anakin kind of figures it out. And that's why he's so pissed at the end when Obi-Wan shows up and he's like, like, why is he here? Like, you know. It's like, it's like, that's what the force does. You know, it like, it, it brings things together. It brings things to the light, you know? And it's like all of that hit them all at once, you know? But if you watch that video, it doesn't necessarily say that it is there. It's more like, it just makes it a better watch to look at it from that point of view. Right. Yeah. Hmm. All right. That's fair. I mean, I, I kind of agree with it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I, I mean, with me, I don't know really what I would do. I mean, like if if you had to play with those characters, um, I mean, going forward, I think once again, I, I mean, it really all comes down to like uh, me, myself, I would look at those characters more in like how they're viewed by everybody else. Uh, up to that point and so like I think giving them their dues and um, like fleshing out their characters more because like with Luke and all them I don't think that their characters were fleshed out anything past um, the for the the original movies and yeah they're just now they're just dealing with stuff yeah like the they're just kind of like that it's like putting them in a room of chaos and just having them like direct people and that's it. And it's just like, that's fine for like Leia's um, position because Leia was uh, already in the army at that point. But like Luke at that point is not that person. He's not going to just sit around and like want to go back and relearn stuff. Like this is a, a prodigy of a kid that learned the force rapidly. And so I think having Luke make mistakes that eventually ended up, um, you know, causing chaos for Leia and Han, I think that would have been more of like a a better storyline to go with is that like, you thought that Luke was a prodigy because he did do these great things, but now he has a big head on his shoulders and he goes and tries to like, you know, he basically just sticks his neck out like way too far and messes a whole bunch of stuff up that Leia and Han, who are a little bit more uh, solidified in, you know, that base 
you know, like that. It's like headstrong. Right. And that have to deal with it. And, I mean, you could still be, bring in Kylo Ren into it. I just think that you could have possibly used Kylo Ren on the other side of it. Like, what if Kylo Ren was actually a good guy yeah. that became another prodigy, but from Leia and Han? And, you know, yeah. like... And, and, Luke, and Luke's secret reason for trying to kill him was because Luke is starting to go dark or something. Right. And so, like, I think, like, you already had in the movie... Uh, the what do they call it the fruition of yoda saying like he's already too old to be trained and then you had somebody going oh like you know we're we're gonna train him because he can you know like he can help us and stuff and i think that's where the movie should have gone is that they should have played to that like luke did a great thing he became a hero but then falls because he technically wasn't the one that was supposed to bring balance to the force. And, yeah. you know, then maybe made Kylo Ren like the good guy, like the, the, the Jedi of reason, because he comes from a smuggler and a mom who has not done anything, you know, particularly like good at that point. So she's more level headed to teach him, you know, slight things in the force that eventually like made him more susceptible to being good. And I mean, like to me, I think that's what, to me, that's where I would have went. And I think it would have been fleshed out a little bit better, but damn it. Hollywood, just give people their dues. (laughs) Like if you're going to kill a character, just give them the, the grateful death we need yeah, make make it good <laughs> yeah so okay if if you're gonna go after this the six movies like where it was like what were they gonna do with the next movies i like clone wars still being a thing you gotta think like like probably 50 percent of people that watch star wars could care less about any of the shows especially the animated shows so they're only watching the movies that are in the theater and that's the end of it i i think i would have done a, a, a movie about ahsoka where it was like when it started, if you had no idea about the Clone Wars or anything like that, it would have been like adult Ahsoka and it would have been it would have felt like to those audience members that it was a whole new Star Wars story, something completely different with a whole new situation that she was dealing with. And you could even branch it off stuff after Rebels. So spoiler alert for people that haven't seen Rebels, but, you know, like Ahsoka, of course, gets banished at, at the end of the Clone Wars and then in rebels like she helps them put everything together but at the end of it when ezra goes missing with thrawn that's like her mission is to go find them so i'm sure that's what the ahsoka series is going to be about that's coming out but it's like if they would have just done that in 2015 jumped into a whole thing where it's like she's on a mission she's looking for someone you have no idea what it is why this is happening you could have literally made a whole different way of looking at these star wars movies and then, of course, having the hint dropped towards the end of the movie that she was Darth Vader's apprentice. Like, mm-hmm. I think that would have been mind-blowing to people. Like, that would have been Luke, I am your father mind-blowing for people <laughs> that have never watched Clone Wars. Right. Yeah. So they, they missed the mark on that one, too. <laughs> well, sh- Especially Ahsoka, dude. She's, she's my favorite Star Wars character. Like, the, I, I don't know. I just I think they could have done so much better, and I, I I'm looking forward to the new show, but I just I, I I don't have my hopes up. That's for sure. Right. I I like the casting. Like. I don't I don't like her as. No. <laughs> I don't know. It's just she doesn't play her right. I think Ahsoka's way more like. Uh, a lot more like Anakin than we think. Like like Clone Wars version of Anakin. You know, it's like once the battle stopped, Anakin went back to being weird because. That's what he knows. Like, like when he's in the Clone Wars and he's fighting that, that's his home. Like, he's solid. Like, he's an amazing character. And he's he's straightforward. Like, everything is, like, great about him. But as soon as he has to deal with real-life stuff, he's super awkward and weird, just the way that George Lucas wanted Hayden Christensen to play him. So it makes perfect sense to me. But it's like Ahsoka is like that all the time. Like, the, the Clone Wars version of him, you know? Like, 
super, I mean, he calls her snips, you know, like she's super quippy and all that. And it's like the adult version. She's just kind of standing around and staring at people and overthinking stuff. And it's like, that's, that's, I, I get it. Dave Filoni's still writing it, but that's, that's not the Ahsoka that we love. So I don't know. We'll see. That's probably a good spot to end it though. All right. <laughs> On the controversial. <laughs> well, <laughs> Uh, if you guys like this kind of podcast, I mean, I would be down to do a whole bunch of more of the, you know, like what ifs, I think just kind of, you know, talking about movies and, you know, talking about their faults or, you know, like if you could have done something different, I think that's kind of a cool idea. Yeah. And we're not abandoning the format. Like we, we got a lot more stories coming up for you guys. You just gotta find some time to put it out there. So definitely. (laughs) All right, well. Yeah, well, thank you guys so much for listening to another fantastic episode of Storytime Pitches. Definitely. And we will catch you pretty soon. Bye.